Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends, and welcome back to today's episode of Everyday Truth. I told you I had uh, two postcards from a husband and wife team. Uh, last uh, y- Yesterday, we got one from Karen. This today from Bob, uh, again, from Open Door Baptist Church in Linwood, Washington. I love what you said, Bob. You said, I listen to your podcast every day. What a blessing. Keep it up with three exclamation points. And Bob, I couldn't help but notice uh, you told me that you listen to the podcast every day. Karen told me she listens most days. So just just wanted to point that, point that out. I do appreciate both of you. And I love the verse that you sent me on the postcard. It says, My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. Let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Psalm 145, verse 21. So there it is. Thank you, Bob and Karen. You guys are a blessing. Hey, uh, Mark chapter 4 uh, in your Bible today. We're talking about the parable of the sower and what it means. And we pointed out uh, last episode that Jesus said that understanding this parable was tantamount to understanding all his parables. Why? Because this parable shows us not just what a truth that uh, about what we should know, but this teaches us how we learn the parable of the sower. And we're going to find that secret today. So look at uh, verse number, uh, well, look at verse number 13, just to bring us back up to speed. And he said unto them, know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? So there's where Jesus suggests that knowing this parable, understanding this parable, having eyes to perceive, ears to understand this parable will really be a key to unlocking the truth of all parables. So here's what he says. Verse number 14, the words of Jesus, the sower soweth the word. Oh, so now we go back to the original parable and Jesus is telling us what each part of the parable represents. So the sower soweth the word. So we know now that the seed is the word of God. Now look at verse number 15. And these are they by the wayside when the word is sown, but when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Huh. So now we learn what the soil is. The soil is the heart of man. So the seed is the word of God, and the seed falls upon what? Our heart. So as we listen to the word of God, as we hear a podcast like this, as we read the Bible, as we attend a church service, as the word of God is being spread, as it's being cast like a seed, Where does it go? It goes upon our heart. It comes through our eye gate as we're reading it. It comes through our ear gate as we're listening to it. We have eyes to see. We have ears to hear. But do our eyes perceive? 
Do our ears hear? Do they understand? Well, that depends. It depends on what kind of soil the seed lands on. And the Bible says here that the soil that's by the wayside is like a person that has a hard heart. And Satan takes what is sown there, the seed that actually touches the heart. A person's actually listening. They're actually there. They're actually hearing. They're actually reading. But there's nothing that goes down in because the heart is not receiving. There's no predisposition on the part of the hearer to say, Lord, I want to know your will. I want to understand your word. I I want to obey you. I want, no, there's nothing. So the seed, in essence, is falling upon a hard piece of ground, and Satan doesn't allow that seed to have a shelf life. He doesn't wait for someone to come along and say, oh, here's seed on the hard heart. Let's just kind of work on the heart and leave that seed there. No, that the, the desire of Satan, like those birds of the air in our original parable, his desire is to separate the word of God from the heart of man. That's been the devil's desire from day one. Remember, he wanted to separate what God had said, his word, from what Eve had heard, what Adam had heard. Yea, hath God said. Did God really mean this? Is God's word really relevant? He wanted to take God's word and separate it from the heart of human beings. He's been doing that from day one, has he not? Look at verse number 16. And these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately they receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves. And so endure for a time, small time, what that means. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended or they change their direction. They they stop. They are uh, paralyzed in their growth. What's the point? The point is that we already have established the seed is what? It's the word of God. The, the, the soil is what? It's the heart of men. So the Bible says that the stony ground is like a person that has no root in himself. Now, he's the kind of person that hears the word of God and says, yes, amen. You know, in some cultures, let me go to the altar. Let me make a big decision. Yes, I'm going to. And it seems at least for a season, for a short span, while they're on fire for God. But two weeks later, uh, they're right back where they started from. Uh, Two months later, there's no real fruit in their life. Why? Because they have no root in themselves. A person rises or falls to his own character level. And here is, he has allowed the stones of his life the stones of bad character, the stones of, of, uh, of, of the inability to follow through to, to, uh, to thwart the progress of that seed in his life. And how often have we seen that? How often have we seen the Word of God in the life of a teenager, in the life of a revival meeting, in the life of a special missions conference, and people are so moved by and impacted by and agree with, and you see some uh, growth from the seed of God that has been sown, and yet just a short time later, 
uh, when opposition comes. Well, yeah, it was easy to make that decision when people were clapping for you. It was easy to make that decision at church when everyone's rooting for you. But when you took that decision to the workplace and opposition came, when you took that, uh, uh, that decision to the public school classroom and opposition came, when you took that, that decision to a place where it's not so easy to follow through, then that decision couldn't bear the opposition of that hot sun, of that real persecution, of those stones that you allowed in your life. So you see how important it is to cultivate the soil of our heart? To say, I'm not going to be swayed by what people think or what people say or the opposition that comes. Uh, they have, he has no root in himself. So we've seen the, the wayside, the hard ground, a hardened heart. We've seen the, the stony heart, a heart, well, the double-minded man. He wants to please God. He wants to please the world, the double-minded man. Uh, he wants to have seed in his life and he wants to have rocks in his life. Uh, that double-minded man cannot prosper, the Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse number 8. Look at verse uh, number, uh, number 8. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. So what, what is the thorny ground? Well, look at verse number 19. The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in Choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. So, remember, the seed is the word of God. Remember, the soil is the heart of man. Sometimes the reason why the seed doesn't grow is because we have a hardened heart. Satan just removes that from our life because we have no real desire for uh, to follow God or for that word to germinate in our lives. Sometimes it's the stony ground. And we see immediate short-term growth but there's no root in ourselves and we don't see any long-term success or growth and there's really no fruit. But then sometimes we're like that thorny ground where we really want to, uh, we really want to follow the Lord. We have a desire for growth. There's, there's nothing wrong with the soil. Matter of fact, the soil's good because the thorns are growing there. I mean, they're finding nutrients there. They're finding growth there, but the soil is, is now compromised because it has to share the nutrients and share the moisture with the thorns. And so we've allowed other cares, other concerns, other priorities, other um, aspirations to choke the Word of God in our life. It's the, it's the bane of busyness. It's, 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 it's American Christianity. It's like, I just don't have time. Let me get the Bible in in five minutes a day. I just don't have time. Yes, I want to please God, but I also want to have this and I want to have that. That's why Jesus said, take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. That's why the Bible says, having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness and godliness and faith and love and patience and meekness and fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Live for the things that matter. 
said the Apostle Paul uh, to Timothy there in 1 Timothy chapter 6. That's what these verses are teaching, that so often uh, we are unproductive in our reception of God's Word is because we're trying to do everything else as well. We want to please God and please self. We want to have the will of God, but have the lust of the flesh, and it just doesn't work. They are mutually exclusive. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, it's of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. God's will and the lust of the flesh are not, they are mutually exclusive. They can never coexist. Look at quickly verse number 18. These are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Now, finally, verse number 19, and the, uh, I'm sorry, verse number 19, we read it, verse number 20. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word of God and receive it. There's the key. They hear it and receive it, and they bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, some and 100 So why is this parable key to all parables? Because this parable speaks to how to receive the Word of God. How do we receive the Word of God? With a pliable heart, not a hardened heart. Lord, uh, speak to me. Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Lord, I want to know. Is it I? Is it me? Lord, teach me. Uh, Lord, uh, remove the stones of my life. Help me with good and godly character. Lord, help me to say no to self and yes to you. Lord, I don't want the seed in my life simply to grow up quickly and and just be like a flash in the pan and see no real long-standing fruit. And so, Lord, I'm going to have to prioritize things and not allow uh, the lust of the flesh and the cares of this world and and the desire to be rich and famous and all those things uh, that compete. Lord, no, I say no to self. I say no to flesh. I say yes to you. I prioritize your word. I put the big rocks in first because, Lord, I want my heart to be cultivated and clean and ready for the seed of the Word of God to have ultimate opportunity to bear fruit in my life. And that's what God desires for you, and that's what God desires for me. It's a key parable. It deserves much meditation, and I hope that uh, it's made a difference or is making a difference in your life as well. Have a great day in the Lord. We'll see you next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.